0: Welcome to For the Love of Books, a podcast by North Archer Libraries. Hi everyone, welcome back to the North Archer Libraries podcast For the Love of Books. My name is Chris Wilson and today I am joined with two new people to the podcast who haven't been on it so far. Thank you very much for joining me. It is Liz Sharp, the Open Learning Officer from Wishaw Library and Evelyn Hutchison who is the Open Learning Officer. At Coatbridge Library. And the reason why they're here is because today's topic, we're going to kind of take a little bit of a break from books as we normally do, and we're going to hit on family history because Adult Learners Week is coming up soon, it's the 20th to 26th of September and we thought we'd have a look at family history and get some top tips from um, Evelyn and Liz because they are our sort of resident experts and run the, the the family history courses for our login to learn team. So welcome to the podcast guys.
1: Oh thank you very much. Hi, thank
0: you. Are you nervous?
1: We don't yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure it'll be all fine uh, first off I thought we'd start off by kind of just talking about family history in general so family history is definitely something that is of big interest to some people so Liz what, what is it you think that makes it very interesting for people and what initially got
2: you into it? Well I started um, for real looking for my family in October 2007 okay. and I think it was in response to a memory I had Years ago, when I was either late teenager or early twenties, when a young woman turned up at our house, she was building her family tree. And because it was the 1970s, she was doing it the old-fashioned way because they didn't have computers in those days. They didn't yeah. have the internet. And she must have gone from parish to parish looking for records. And she brought with her a male relative. An elderly male relative who was the absolute image of my father, my deceased father, wow. and his surname was the same. And I could always remembered. My mother had remembered all this vast amount of information about the family, and I wished I'd paid more attention at the time. I wish I could. It was it was a film that I could rewind <laughs> and you know uh, and watch again. But 2007, my mother had died 2005, and I wish I'd started it before then. Something just prompted me to go on the Ancestry website and have a look for my dad's first appearance in the census returns, because he was born in 1898. Right. So he appeared in the 1901 census, and it was a big thrill, and that's that's just what got me hooked.
0: Fantastic. And Evan, uh, uh, what got you into the family history?
1: Um, it was about three years ago. And it was Liz uh, asked if I would be interested in being the guinea pig for her family history <laughs> course that she had uh, produced and it got approved with the SQA. So I agreed to do it to, uh, to do it. So I completed uh, the course. I was a complete novice. I didn't know anything about family history, how to go about searching it or anything at all. So as a result of that, of completing that course, that's sort of got me hooked uh, in family history and I've just continued to do, uh, you know, keep researching my family history yeah. and I really enjoy doing that, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's definitely something that I find very interesting as well. I mean, I, I've been kind of looking into it. I've been, I've been dipping into it every so often for a, for a long time, personally, myself. And I think I started looking at it because I've got a few kind of major missing links in my story. So I kind of wanted to try and kind of look to see if we can solve the puzzle of the tree and things like that and kind of find it, if, if we can find the missing people that, or even a, a kind of hint to the missing people that are on my tree and stuff like that. So there's always lots and lots to discover. Um, so what do you think would be the first thing you would recommend to someone to do um, when they're starting off in their kind of family history journey, Liz? What, what, was, what would be the kind of first steps you would think you'd take?
2: Well, I think the most important thing is if you've got any elderly relatives, to have a talk with them and see yeah. what they remember while you've got the opportunity. Because you don't know how long your really elderly relatives are going to be available. Yeah. I, I think that's important. But also um, ask any relatives that you have if they happen to have any birth, marriage, or death registrations or any other certificate or document that would be of interest that you can borrow, (laughs) photocopy, and give back to them. Because Mm. it can get a wee bit expensive researching your family history. So it's a good idea getting as many documents as you can that you don't actually have to pay for so i think those are the two important things to start off
0: with yeah i i definitely think that speaking to family is definitely a a massive one because i know personally whenever i've went to to, i've kind of tried to find people that in my tree and went to mum and dad and be like who who is this person and they can tell you so much more about them than Mm -hmm. than trying to kind of find them on sites and things like that sort of stuff so Evan, have you got anything to add to that
1: Um, just really like any documents that you've got at home yourself like your birth certificate uh, look that out, and, um, and also, like uh, as Liz uh, mentioned, the, the the elderly relatives, if they've got any old photographs as well, that's you know that's uh, really good as well to uh, to get you started.
0: Yeah, and it can become quite overwhelming quite quickly, I think, whenever you try to start looking at stuff. So do you have any hints and tips as to how to best keep track of your progress and your research and things, Evelyn? What, what, what do you think?
1: Um, make a, a family tree on Ancestry, and you can do this free of charge. You don't actually need to subscribe to Ancestry.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and you can uh, start like a basic family tree on that for free, Um, and also that that'll bring together any like births, uh, death, marriage certificates and photographs it'll all go on the tree and it'll keep everything together um, and which is you know like easier to uh, look at. Yeah and uh, have you
0: got anything
2: to add to that? Oh it's it's absolutely (laughs) a great way to build your tree and as Evelyn says you can do it for free. You can also um, there are other sites you can put your tree as well. Like Family Search uh, allows people to put their trees on there. Yeah. So it doesn't have to actually cost you anything to build a family tree, and I personally find it very helpful to see in a diagram what a tree looks like. Mm-hmm. So an ancestry, you can look at your tree in pedigree view. Which shows you all your ancestors, or you can look at it in family view, which includes cousins, siblings, etc. So it's it's a good way to remember who's who because sometimes I've got three John Sharps all in a row. <laughs> you know, John Sharp grandfather, John Sharp great grandfather, and John Sharp great great grandfather. So if you can see it in the diagram, it helps you sort them out which one's which.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, it's kind of same. Uh, there, there's a whole line of Henry Fowlers in my family at some okay. point, and it and it, it does get quite confusing trying to, try to kind of figure out which ones which because they do all end up in a in a row, like you say. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it can be kind of quite good to kind of get that visualization and to, to see how it sets out. Um, I, I use Ancestry as well and, it, and everyone likes says it. it's, it's a great way of, of having a place where you can attach relevant documents, photographs and, and notes about people and things like that where they can check back and kind of try and make firm up links or anything like that sort of thing that you're maybe not sure about and stuff as well. I think Obviously...
1: Sorry, if you have a subscription to that, you'll also get lots of hints from Ancestry yeah. you know, to, you know, like to search... And there as well.
0: Yeah, uh, kind of links to other people's trees a little bit, and kind of to, so you can kind of assess them and see if they're a, a potential match and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Libraries offer um, access to Ancestry um, in in the, the, the library buildings. Um, how valuable a tool do you think that is, Liz, to anyone that's looking to kind of search for family?
2: Oh, it's extremely valuable because you can get access to worldwide records which is a very high subscription if you were to do it on your own. It costs a fair amount. And you can get that free of charge in North Lanarkshire Libraries. But you can also, when you're in the library and you're running the library version of Ancestry, in another tab on your computer, you can have your own family tree running in uh, the standard version of Ancestry. So you can move quickly between the two And you can also, from the library edition, send home documents by email, which is very good. So um, no matter how many documents you find in a session, that could be more than 300 even uh, in the one go. You just get the one email uh, when you go back home and you can access all of these documents from your own home on your own um, page that Ancestry gives you. So, So it's a wonderful tool.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. I didn't actually realise you, you could do that with it so as Yeah, uh-huh. it's
2: this, uh, there's a, a video on YouTube sending your documents home from the library.
0: Yeah, which I is will,
2: good.
0: I will definitely have to have a look at that. Evelyn, do you want to kind of add anything about the ancestry edition?
1: That's the most valuable resources to use, and especially when it's um, you know it's free in any of the North Lancashire libraries. You know, and it is uh, worldwide uh, documents that you can search for as well. I mean, you can search for the births, baptism, to some wills, and maps, photos, uh, passenger lists, uh, mil- military records. Um, you know, there's lots of information in that contains and yeah, and
0: one one of the things that I think is really good about ancestry as well is that our colleagues in North Lanchard Heritage have also created collections on there as well, which gives kind of really localized records in there as well. I, I found some quite interesting wee kind of facts about some family members that I've discovered in the the, the their their collections. So I think that's another thing that people could, the, in, in this area could look at. Yeah.
2: The poor law records that they've released, they, there's a ton of um, genealogical information in these poor law records. Yeah. And it gives you the the parents of the applicant for the poor law and their children and even what job they're doing, how much they're earning. It's It's incredible, the detail that's in them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've I just I have discovered a few family members members in them, and and you you discover a few kind of sad moments in there as well. Like I, yeah. I've I've had a few kind of family members who the their husbands have abandoned them and things like that sort yeah. of stuff. So you do get a nice kind of little kind of background to the whole entire story about a family, or maybe not so much a nice story, but in yeah. that case, but but the kind of fuller picture of what's been going on in the past. wherever you obviously can't kind of maybe find that information out so easily elsewhere. So that definitely is good. Now, during the lockdown period, we set up isolearn on our website, and it did include uh, an ancestry section with links to some outside sources. And uh, what what would be some of the can, can top uh, online websites, Liz, that you would point people to, other well, than Ancestry?
2: Uh-huh. A, a good one is Family Search, which is the uh, website uh, the Church of Latter Day Saints, the Mormon mm-hmm. Church. That's a massive genealogical database, and it's free of charge. Yeah. Um, you do have to create an account, but it's a free account. And uh, once you've been searching for a while, they send you emails when um, they reckon they identify someone who's part of your tree. Right. It's uh, extremely worth it. You can also j- just enter a surname into that and a geographical location. And uh, you can see births, all the births in a given time period. And I found children that way that never made it into a census. Children that were born after a census but died before the next one.
0: Oh, right, yeah. So
2: it's, it's a really good site for that. Uh, another one that I strongly recommend is the National Library of Scotland. Because they've got massive amount of databases, over 100 online resources are available, including newspapers, directories, research articles, old maps. And most importantly, when you join online, which is free, uh, you get access to most of Find My Past, which is a website similar to Ancestry. So you yeah. can actually sit at home and look at census records and uh, military records and things. So and that's a very very good website as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's the, the the find my past one is one that I've kind of looked up as well to try and kind of have a look at, and and it is great that that's available to to basically everybody in Scotland for free through the National Library yeah. of Scotland if you, if you join. So it's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, Evelyn, have you got anything you want to, to add to that list?
1: That's really a like, um, I found valuable, like, the old maps online, um, especially when I was doing uh, the family history course, because um, the old maps, is, um was it's was set in the family history in a geographical location that, you know, like you could, you know, see where your relatives came from by looking at, at the maps and everything. So I found that really good. And also the Scotland's Places, Uh, website as well was another uh, good resource because that contained all the historical information as as well to look at uh, the different areas where your relatives come from uh, and you can go in and um, search a wee bit information about the history of that area which I found really good as well. So that was the two main ones that I thought was very valuable.
0: Yeah, one well, one of the things that I found really interesting um is some of the 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 sort of the graves the the grave kind of page, the websites and things like that um I I looked up find find a grave um which I think is owned by an ancestry as well <laughs> I did get I I kind of was looking for a particular person on a grave site that's kind of far away from here and that kind of submitted a request for a photo and didn't really expect anyone to actually do it but actually somebody did kind of go and yeah. take the photo for me and, and, and kind of sent it through which was fantastic and I think that's one of the great things about the family history kind of community if you like because there, there are people who will try and help you kind of find out information from far away that if if you don't have it kind of close to hand they will kind of sort of do things like kind of visit places for you and things like that and find that yeah. a little bit of information out. Yeah.
2: People can be very helpful. I once went and got a picture uh, from a, bo- a local bowling club um, of uh, one of their founding members. Uh, someone emailed me to see if uh, I live near where this bowling club was. So I went along and they very um, kindly got the picture out and I was able to take a photograph of it and send it off to this, this lady. That was our great, great grandfather
0: yeah I mean this think a lot of things like that I think make the, the kind of family history research so just a little bit kind of more personalized as well which yeah. is fantastic yeah. Yeah. um what about technology how has that advanced people's ability to, to discover the past um in the kind of recent years um Liz, what what's what's your kind of thoughts on how technology has changed the ability to, to kind of do some family research?
2: Well, thinking back on the young lady who turned up on our doorstep back in the 1970s, she had to go from parish to parish looking in uh, record books. And it, it was an incredible um, feat. She had a wonderful family tree drawn up, but it took her ages. Mm-hmm. And if you can do this online, most of it online, it saves you all that time and trouble of travelling and maybe going st- to a parish and finding it's the wrong parish Uh, there are so many different databases available online now uh, and it makes storing your family history and presenting it to your family so much easier and it's easier to share with your family members as well because you can get you can give them access to your tree on ancestry They, they can take part in it they can uh, get access to the tree either as a contributor or a guest and it, it's it makes the whole process so much easier
0: yeah definitely and um everyone what, what's your thoughts on the technology of getting
1: you can search your family history without leaving your home really you know i just agree with what liz says there's so much information online and a lot of it's free you, you know you don't need to pay for anything there's a such a wide range of uh, so resources or you know the, on the internet that you can search for for free yeah
0: yes yeah, it's, it's definitely really interesting and the one of uh, although it's not a free thing one of the things that i find really interesting recently um, is I, I recently did my DNA test through Ancestry as well which yeah. has given so much unbelievable detail to, to the um, sort of links and matches and things like that and you, it's quite incredible how many people actually do have some sort of little bit of DNA connection to you. I mean, I think my list at the moment is currently sitting at eighteen thousand or something like that. And that's obviously yeah. just only the people who have done a test or data um, ancestry. Um and and it's and it's amazing how you, if you do kinda of find people on there who are quite close relatives that that you maybe don't know about or that there's um, there's a kind of story behind how they're connected to your family and things like that, so that's really kind of interesting part I think as well in terms of kind of technology too.
2: It can also help confirm your own research because mm-hmm. you begin to see people uh, who uh, match up to your DNA and they've got the same people in their tree as you have. Yeah, and you can begin to see that uh, it, it confirms your research.
0: Yeah, definitely, and and. Um, it, it does kind of, it allows you to kind of s- sort of match and, and speak to or kind of message people and kind of try and find out where the links are and things like that as well. Yeah. I've kind of did that a few times with a lot of people and, and the majority of people do get back to you. I think I think some people get these things as presents and do it and then kind of maybe don't log back in, but there are people who do it uh, mm-hmm. and who are, are serious um, family hist- history um, enthusiasts who Really, kind of look at it, kind of almost on a daily basis, and trying to kind of look at, up stuff. And and those people are the people that you, are, are kind of valuable resources of information too. Like you say, that you can kind of check how their tree matches with your own and things like that, and confirm information that way. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, I, th- I think we'll finish off um, our podcast with a wee question about our own family history research. Liz, have you discovered any interesting uh, little kind of bits of your own family history that you're willing to share um, that you've discovered?
2: Uh I discovered um, Eva Taylor Cairns, who's a second cousin once removed. She lived from 1900 to 1981 and she graduated as a doctor in 1923 which was only 29 years after the first woman graduated as a doctor in Scotland. Mm. I had no idea that uh, any of my female relatives had been so enterprising as to, to do that. But she worked as a gynaecologist and obstetrician all our professional life. The other um, one I'll mention is one of my great grandfathers, John Sharp, 1853 to 1899. He survived the Udston Colliery explosion in 1887 and he went oh, wow. back down into the pit to look for survivors as well. He was one of the explorers. and I, I didn't know that.
0: That's, that's fascinating. And, Evelyn, have you discovered anything interesting at all?
1: In my husband's tree, um, had um, someone who um, was fined for stealing a fish off his aunt. We <laughs> uh, so was find, found out uh, in an old newspaper article uh, online and also um, the same person for throwing the harbour master into the harbour, so he was put in jail for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. uh, and also on mum's mom, side, my great-great-grandfather's son, who was born in 1892, he was a lands corporal in the Highland Light Infantry and he was killed in uh, 1915 in the Gallipola. Um, and he was remembered with honors in the Helles Memorial Cemetery in Turkey. So I didn't know anything about that till I was researching
0: yeah, that's, that's, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And it's 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 incredible the, the things you can find out. I think about family members when you look back and come back to my kind of DNA thing. I, I, I my family tree is a little bit hard to kind of look back because I do have um, stumbling blocks whenever I get to my my grandfather's because both of them neither of them knew who their, their dad were, and there's no paperwork to prove it. And I was I was kind of just kind of. Skipping through kind of some of the matches on my DNA thing, and we we kind of had a, a family story about who my great grandfather might be on one of the sides of the family, and and I I happened to be kind of checking some of the matches, and I discovered one of the matches who actually linked back to um the family member who of this person who we think might be my great grandfather, which kind of there's no proof to it yet, but but I kind of think that's kind of you can't really like, kind of deny DNA too much, so there must be some yep. kind of family link in there somehow, which I thought was kind of fascinating. And so that was, that was a kind of little nice moment for us to kind of like, at least hopeful, hopefully kind of have proved it in our in our heads, if not on paper, that that may actually be the great grandfather that, that we've been missing this whole entire time. So yes, it's
2: certainly d- worth doing your DNA. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a fantastic thing, and and there's lots and lots to discover. And of course, libraries can help you in a great way to um to to do that with our access throughout of ancestry, in the library buildings. And as Liz has pointed out, you can even have the documents sent sent back to you um at home to kind of look through and kind of further your your discoveries a little bit at home too. So. That's all for us just now, guys. Um, thank you, Liz, and everyone for joining me on today's podcast. And I hope you got some fantastic tips and hints off of them for that. Um, if you have enjoyed the podcast, do remember you can leave us some feedback uh, using the hashtag, hashtag FLB podcast or by dropping us a wee email to Library podcast at Northland, northland.gov.uk. Um, we are also looking for anyone who is interested in sending us a little book review. You can send us a little clip, sound clip to that same email address uh of of a book that you've really really enjoyed and we will put that into f- future episodes of the podcast just needs to be a little minute or so long Tell us why you enjoyed the book and what and what what the book is um and like i say you may appear in future podcasts yourself if you think that's something you'd be interested in doing do check our website as well and um, culturenl.co.uk and look for the covid section there because we are doing lots and lots of changes to our you know, opening hours in the next few weeks and that is the best place to have a look to kind of catch up with all the latest news and you'll be up to date with where the libraries are open and when they're open as well. And that's all for us for now, guys. So thank you very much for listening and we'll be back again soon. Bye bye.